It's been a little while since we were hanging with Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, former Blues forward. 500 plus career goals. I think one of six American born players in that group, it's a small group. Why am I recapping his resume? You already know, if you're listening to this, you know who Keith Kachuk is, Big Walt. But we haven't talked in a little bit, and I love the fact, well, a couple of things. He always puts me in my place. If I don't know a particular stat, you will hear him, hey, 2020, sharpen up a bit, huh? Sharpen up. But also, he never really changes. If a team's won 20 in a row or lost 20 in a row and we try to get to the bottom of it, Big Walt, I don't know, they'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. So great to catch up with Walt. I I think it's been about two months since we did a, a segment together. So we talk a little bit about the Blues, what's going on with the goalie situation, Ville Husso playing well, Jordan Biddington struggling. How do you how do you handle that? Jordan Cairo. I think Walt was among the many Blues executives who scouted Cairo back in the day, and he is certainly emerging onto the NHL scene as a uh, potential star in this league. And a number of other topics. We just kind of get riffing and talking with Walt, and uh, I enjoy these. Hopefully you do as well. Blues fans, thanks for being on Hanging with Big Walt. It's presented by the good folks at Triad Bank. They're located in Frontenac on Clayton Road. Website is triadbanking.com. And in 2005, they started this bank with all St. Louis people, five-star rated bank. And the word is really spread that if you're a business owner in town trying to expand or get things done, you want to be talking to the folks at Triad Bank. Marie DeVilla Senior Living, they're at the corner of Clayton and Weidman Road, beautiful 60-acre campus. Been there since 1960. It's the same place where you see the giant Christmas tree go up every year. Fun, festive people. Great spot for your retirement years. You can take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. B&G Tuck Pointing. I hope you've seen the commercials during Blues games. Braden Shen talking about B&G Tuck Pointing. So see, Shenner and I are now in the same group endorsing B&G Tuck Pointing. And there's a new spot coming with a very familiar Blues player. Pretty big name. We'll be talking about B&G as well for all of your Tuck Pointing Waterproofing, foundation repair. You can go to the web at bgtuckpointing.com or call Rich Galati, the owner, 363-0525, 363-0525. Find out why they are the best in the bricks. Appliance discounters, another great success story. My great uncle, I, I mentioned this during the Joe Buck introduction. My uncle, great uncle, needed a refrigerator and his daughter texted me and said, hey, We've been listening to your podcast segments, and we know you have the appliance company. My dad's refrigerator just died. We need something quick. They called appliance discounters. Two days later, it's in the kitchen. It's unbelievable how quickly it happened and how happy they are with the product they got. Millions of success stories out there with appliance discounters. Maybe thousands. We'll get to millions. Theappliancediscounters.com is their website. Look for all the great General Electric merchandise. GE has a lot of great rebates to go with it. So in addition to the GE rebate, you're already getting the lowest price because that's what Appliance Discounters is all about. Their savings are your savings. And Nordic Mountain, this great ski hill in Wisconsin, a little six-plus-hour drive from St. Louis. You don't need to go 12, 13 hours to Colorado. If the kids have never skied or they want to do some snowboarding, or some tubing. It's a great long weekend getaway. Not far at all. Wild Rose, Wisconsin. Check their website out at nordicmountain.com. All right, here he is, the one, the only, Q. 
Keith Kachuk. Hanging with Big Walt, and it has been a while. What what have you been doing? What this is a depressing time of year, isn't it? It's hard to like. I know we're supposed to go to the gym and go for our walks, but it's so flipping gloomy. And what what have you been doing? I've missed you, pal. Yeah, I miss you too, buddy. It's uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of traveling. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff. Just trying to get through these months so we can get into the good springtime. You know, it was great. It was nice out yesterday. I can tell you that much. You get out. Did you do your walk? The kids always yes, make fun of Big Walt for his walks. What about when they're not around? Yeah, it's it's tough when uh, you can't get to do them. Today's gross, so it's uh, it's all right though. It's been it's been busy for us. I've been traveling a lot. You like when it snows? I mean, being from New England, do you miss that? No, no, I don't actually. I couldn't believe about what was it, a couple weeks ago when I went to Vegas for the All Star game. I, I can't believe I got out that day. I got think I left on a Thursday, and it was so bad snowing here. And I was like one of the very few flights to get out on Delta um, heading to Salt Lake or Salt Lake to Vegas. So it was crazy. But I don't miss the weather at all. Hold on. Big Walt is switching planes. He not, he, Big Walt can't even get direct. Can't Brady just pick up the, the tab <laughs> for a private plane or something? I take care of him. He doesn't take care of me. <laughs> Uh, what do you do? Are you watch the Olympics? No, I haven't really. Um, uh, not really much desire to watch, to be honest with you. All hockey, time change, time change, and everything about China. I don't think so. It's yeah. It's I've it's been largely. I'm, I have not ignored it. I just don't even think about it. That's what's weird about you know. My mom will text me about the figure skating. I'm like, ah. Eh. Hey, Ma, I'm not watching figure skating, okay? With everything going on with the, the rules and the pandemic and everything and the time change, just been honestly relevant to me. Well, and, you know, things are fairly normal, I guess, now. But then I watched that game, the Blues in Ottawa. It's got to be hard. You know, even for the Blues, I mean, they're playing a game trying to beat the Ottawa Senators, you know, because Brady's up there playing. And there were like four people there. I mean – who do you think that's harder for? They were talking about it during the broadcast because the Blues have been playing in front of big crowds. Ottawa maybe is more used to it. Do you think it's harder for the team that's not used to it? It's hard for everybody. It's hard for the players. It's hard for management. It's hard for the owner of Ottawa. It stinks. All the Ontario rules are they're so Canada so far behind us. It's unbelievable. So it's 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 it's, it's terrible to watch. To be honest with you. It's not, it doesn't feel like an NHL game. What is Brady? I mean, like in terms of trying to, I haven't really talked to him about it. Um, I'm sure he'd like to feed off a crowd, but you know, um, it's not like they were getting big crowds anyways, but there were some loyal fans up there. And just, it's just tough that you, you, you see around the, you know, North America, you, you watch the all-star game, you watch a game in Vegas last night. It was packed watching Jack Eichel, uh, Dallas, you know, all these other places that it looks like it's been guys that have a tough time wanting to travel to Canada right now. He's such a young guy to be a captain. How does, how does he handle, I know he's got the maturity, but how, how tricky is that to be in the NHL and be a really young captain? I always think of the old guys, the gray beards, you know, it's tough on him. I mean, uh, he loves it. He wanted this, you know, uh, responsibility and, you know, it's tough when you're on a team that, is you know they're first of all they're facing a lot of injuries they're missing a lot of key players and, and it's been difficult on them but they've been grinding through hanging in there but it's it's tough you you feel like you take you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you 
you want to do the best you can to help your team. And, you know, he just needs to focus on playing and, and getting through this and, you know, trying to get back in the winning ways and get his teammates back healthy, but it's been tough. It's obviously, it's a great situation for him. He loves playing. He does love playing up there and um, he loves his teammates. So it's just tough. You know, they lost being St. Louis. We manhandled them last game. I mean, it wasn't even funny. It was not even two teams that were on the same playing level. I mean, it was a great game by the blues for sure. Can you watch that? And maybe at least when you say, okay, the blues are going to win. Is dad still saying I wouldn't mind. I was rooting for Brady to get a goal. I said the perfect scenario <laughs> blues win Brady gets a goal or two, but blues still win. Is that, how do you watch that game with your. No, I'm just, I'm just watching. I mean, you know, I, I knew that. I mean, it's just, it's tough. You know, you want, you want to see both do well, but that's not going to case. And, you know, you, you hope for an overtime win. You know, so both teams get some points, you know. How about Matthew? Though? I mean, the Flames might be the hottest team in the NHL right now. That's that's a great story. That's a city, man, when they get going, uh, you know, and I know they've been in the playoffs in the last couple of years at times, but it seems like right now they've got the right mix in Calgary. Uh, whatever they're doing, it's working. I'm telling you, it's uh, they're fun to watch. They're 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 on a roll, like I said, right now, and they're playing well. They're getting contributions from everybody. They have skill. They have size on the blue line. Their goaltending has been outstanding, and they're getting, you know, if the top line is the top line has been producing quite a bit, but they're also getting contributions from other guys, which is great. They just made a big trade for Toffoli, who's going to help out with his pedigree and. You know, the goals, like I said, has been exceptional, and, and they're, they're big bruisers on the back end. Is Daryl ever fun, or is he just – like, he just gets respect when he walks in the room. Is that the deal? Yeah, he doesn't look like he's – He never looks like he's him. fun. Uh, he demands a lot. Whatever he's doing is working, so you can't complain about <laughs> that. And he's won before, so, um, you know, he's got quite a few guys in the roster that have won with him in L.A., and so, you know, hopefully they can keep this rolling. Who was the best captain you ever played for? They, they took that role and just owned it. There was a few guys. I mean, I got to play my first captain was Troy Murray in Winnipeg. And, you know, he's with Chicago going through some health um, issues right now. But he's one of the best captains I've ever had because, you know, when you first step into a team, when you're, when you're first on your contract, you know, you, you don't know what's going on. And that responsibility by him helped me out and show me the way meant a lot to me then. And it means a lot to me now just to see how I help all of my kids. So um, he was probably the guy that I looked up to the most. Al McKinnis was great. Um, Dally Drake. There's a lot of guys. I mean, um, you know, I was very fortunate to play with a lot of great people. I feel like Al wouldn't say a whole lot, but when he did, the room would just freeze or, you know, or he would snap and get mad and run. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, he didn't say a hell of a lot, but when he, when he spoke, you listen. And that's, you know, obviously a guy with a, some serious pedigree in his game, you know, being, you know, Stanley Cup winner, Con Smythe winner, you know, Norris Trophy winner. And, you know, he makes other people better around him. So when he spoke, you listen. And, and you know, he led by example. One of my favorite Al conversations were on that freight elevator going up to the press box at the – what is it called? Enterprise. I almost called Scott Trader. I'm getting old. I almost said the Savage Center. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Enterprise Center. And it was it was a playoff game, and there was a certain player who I said, what's going on with so-and-so? He said, he needs to shoot the GD puck. And that's yeah. all he said, and he got off the elevator. And I was like, he's right. And then, like, the next period, that same player starts shooting the puck, and one of them went in. I'm like, 
son of a bitch, that Al, man, he kind of knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. I agree. Shoot the puck, baby. <laughs> hey, you know, the uh, Blues left Ottawa the other night. We're talking about that game, but it was pretty cool. They took the train to Montreal. I guess teams on the East Coast do that. Bruby said he would do it in Philly all the time. Did you ever – were you ever riding the train as an NHL player? Yeah, it was awesome. We did that a lot in the in – the, I remember one time leaving Madison Square Garden, you go all the way down to Penn Station, you have your own uh, train, and you either train to Washington or Philly. Those are the two places that you would probably most likely do it. I haven't done it in Canada, but we did it going to Philly and going to Washington from New York or vice versa. It's it was fun. fun. It was, it was, it was neat. Can- Go yeah, back. because you know you, you so you know when you go when you jump on a plane that short you 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 go into the airport you're going through security you know you're loading the plane you got to get everything on the plane and by the time you get there then you you know it's just it's just you cut out a lot of time that you would save so it was good taking the train plus it was just good once in a while take do something different yeah mix it up a little bit That's I, took I, the, I took I took the it's called a cello train this year, uh, scouting from New York to uh, Boston. It was awesome. It really was. I mean, there's no bull crap. You, the train leaves at 10 o'clock. You get to Boston, whatever time, let's say 2, 2.20, and you get off. There's no more. You can't be a minute late. You can't be 30 seconds late. You get on, you go, and there's hardly any stops. So it was fun. I know they don't play at the old forum anymore, but did players, and you're not from Canada, but did players always like going to Montreal just because of the history? I, lo- I You know what? I played in a lot of uh, original six buildings and a lot of original buildings in general, and Was- uh, the Montreal forum was outstanding. You know, it was just a lot of history there. A lot of the legends would sit right behind the bench. The owner would sit behind the bench. And, you know, I grew up in Boston, and being a Bruins fan, it was painful because you always lost to the great Montreal team. So I got to see Montreal quite a bit, and it was an honor. It was it was unbelievable playing in that building, it's, and it still was when we moved into the other building. I can only imagine. They're having a, I mean, I don't know what happened because they were in the Stanley Cup final last year. They got the worst record by far now. But I would think in that market, because you're the only pro sports team and they care so much about hockey, I think Craig Conroy, the former Blues player, told me, like, if you work, played for Montreal and you live there, he said they knew every player. And if the team sucked, he said they would like bark at you at the grocery store. Like you couldn't go anywhere. I would think that'd be a really hard place to be if the team's bad because it means so much to them. Like if you go to, yeah, there's other markets where it's not the same. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, in Canada, they know you a lot more than they do in the U.S. The good thing about playing here in St. Louis is they respect your, you know, privacy and they don't bother you. And, they root for you the same way, but you know, in Canada, it's different. It really is. It's uh, this is their sport, and this is what they look at and dream about every day about their team winning. So it's got to be tough, especially in Montreal with all the history they have there. Wasn't wasn't uh, Cairo a guy you spent time watching? Well, I've, seen him, I've seen him play, but a lot of our guys were responsible for that. A lot of our top guys who loved him. Um, he's a hell of a player, man. He put on a clinic at the at the all-star, you know, skills competition, great kid. I mean, him and Robbie Thomas changed the complexion of our team with their speed and their youth, and and it's showing right now. Both are having exceptional years. Is he ahead of where you thought? I mean, he, he seems like he's knocking on the door 
to stardom, right? I mean, in terms of league-wide recognition. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a great job. You know, this is a guy that paid his dues, played junior, then went to you know American League and played down there and, and has just gotten better every single year. But his speed and his quickness and his agility are all off the charts, and that gives him a chance to, you know, produce well with the puck and make plays and create opportunities not only for himself but for others. Was it Sarnia? Because you would call us on the radio and say, where the hell is Big Walt? Like, I mean, Sarnia. Isn't yeah, that I, might have been there. I might have been there for a kid's tournament. I don't know if it's you know, watching him. Oh, I, I was trying to give you credit. The director of player recruitment. Jeez. <laughs> trying, to, trying to put that one on your resume. Oh, I can't take credit for that, buddy. <laughs> isn't the best story how Tarasenko is not only still here, but he leads him in points. I mean, it's one thing for it to work out. He stays. He plays pretty well. Right now, he's tied for the lead in goals with Cairo. He's got the most points. I mean, isn't that – are you surprised at all that it's gone this smoothly, that he's played this well? I mean, nobody kind of knew how this was going to play out. No, I mean, this is great. I mean, you need a guy like that. He's been so successful, um, you know, in the playoffs. Obviously, he's gone through some injuries and different things the last couple of years. But, I mean, he's back to his his – how he scores goals, that quick release and – it's good for him and it's good for us that he's, you know, playing as well as he is and having a rebound year. And um, we're going to need him because he uh, creates a lot of, uh, you know, onus on him when he's on the ice. And that will that'll help others, you know, get it a little bit easier. So he's been doing great. He's got a better attitude, it seems like. And, um, you know, he's playing well and he's working well with his comrades there. And that line the other night with him, Bushnevitz and uh, Thomas were unstoppable. Do you think it's Barubi too is the right coach to handle that? If a player's not happy, player says they want to get traded, isn't Chief the kind of guy that says, "All right, let's talk about it." Now we're moving on. Like no more bullshit. We're moving on. We got to win some games. Like I just sense that he's the perfect coach and perfect temperament to handle that. Well, I think it is too because he's played over a thousand games in this league and, and did it the hard way. So how do you, how do you not respect that? And, and I think, you know, they have a relationship where they'll be honest with each other and they push each other. And, you know, right now, you know, whatever buttons that um, Chief is pushing, it's working. And and Vladdy is getting to an age where, you know, he's got contract probably coming up in, in a year from now. So he wants to go out and do the best he can to help out his value. And when he does that, it helps out the team value. How do you handle the goalie situation? Obviously, Bennington's won a cup. He's struggling a bit. Villahuso's playing well. And again, I think it's Ruby who probably just doesn't turn it into any kind of drama, just makes the right choices. And do players even say, if a goalie's struggling, do players even say like, hey, keep your chin up, you'll be fine? Or do they not even talk talk about well, it? Well, you got to let them, let them just keep working through this. I mean, Benner is, one of the, Benner is the reason why we won that Stanley Cup Game 7 final. I mean, he was outstanding in that first period. That could have went the other way pretty quickly. So... Binner's the guy, and right now, Huso's playing as well, playing well right now, and he's carrying the load. So, you know, this is a good opportunity for Binner to get his mind right, and everybody knows how well, how great he is. So, I'm not worried about it. I think when you have two great goalies pushing each other, that's only going to help the results at the end of the day, and that's what it matters. I feel like today is the kind of we should just be sitting at Obi Clark's, okay, talking about how we're going to work out tomorrow, maybe a couple <laughs> Bud Lights for lunch, maybe there's some kind of Olympic replay on that we'll watch. And, the, next, yeah, what a next, shitty next, day now. Like, it's gross. Today. It, it is gloomy. Now, our next podcast. Oh, by the way, uh, one of my next segments coming up is an interview I did with Fred Lynn, the great nice. Red Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Is he number 19 center fielder? 
Yes, I, I yeah, he was. I was really young when I watched. I loved him. Loved him. I mean, he was as a rookie in 1975. Not only the rookie of the year, the MVP of the league. He's got great stories. Yeah. About uh, coming up and being teammates with Yaz, having he had tells his story how he's hitting really well. He's a young guy, and Ted Williams walks in the clubhouse and wants to talk like the science of hitting. And he said, "What's your secret, son?" And Fred Lynn's like, I don't know. I just kind of see it and hit it. And he said Ted was kind of pissed off because he wanted to have like a really deep conversation about <laughs> baseball. I saw him on Twitter, though. He was just kind of having fun, real active. And I reached out and I thought, because I I was a baseball fan kind of right after he got going. I, I don't remember his 75, 76. Yeah. But, I mean, he was a rookie the year Fisk hit the home run. He was on deck when Fisk hit the home run. He's got some great stories. So, buddy, not just award-winning Hanging with Big Walt content. Fred freaking Lynn is coming up soon on the Killcoin podcast. That's okay? awesome. Congratulations. You're expanding your role. I like it. Expanding my horizon. Buddy, great to catch up. It's been too long. We'll talk some hockey, eh? Hopefully it's a long playoff push, buddy. Thanks for having me. Well, Big Walt and I did not spend the day sitting at OB Clark's drinking beers, but it, it just it was a gloomy ugly day out and had kind of that vibe that we should have just been telling stories with Big Walt and and I'm sure every Blues fan gets that vibe already but if you were to sit around with Keith there's a million stories and he's just always the same you know that's what it is I was trying to sum it up properly in the uh, introduction there but he just he's always the same you kind of like that if you have a friend who's real moody that's sometimes way up or way down it can be hard to go around him not knowing what you're going to get walt is always uh the same and Chantel, his wife might, might say yeah you're right he is and we're trying to snap him out of that let's go <laughs> let's get him going hanging with big walt our occasional segments with walt we will do he said something about the playoffs at the end i'm like dude we're gonna be talking to you plenty of times in advance of the blues playoff run but the conversation is always available at scoopswithdannymack.com. Great website by the Cardinals broadcaster. All of the Kilcoin conversations, hanging with Big Walt. Uh, we do some occasional Martin and Marlowe's. Find them all at Dan's website. Also Spotify and iTunes. And we appreciate my great sponsors who have been on board for a while. Triad Bank. If you need a home loan or a car loan, business loan, make sure you talk to the folks at Triad Bank. B&G Tuck Pointy, boy, they love Blues hockey. They went to the All-Star Game, supporting Jordan Cairo, went to the Winter Classic. You see the commercials on Fox 2, also on Valley Sports Midwest. They love Blues hockey, but they also love fixing those bricks. So if you have a chimney or garage, or maybe your brick home doesn't look the same, get a bid to see what it would cost to have the Tuck Pointing done. 363-0525. Appliance Discounters on the web, theappliancediscounters.com. They have all the big names at the lowest prices. really is a great formula. Check them out on the web or stop by any of their area stores, including the one in Maplewood, which is the Art of Appliance. Some really unique colors, a little more lively. If you want to splash in a little color with your appliance, check out the Art of Appliance. That's what they feature at their Maplewood location, Appliance Discounters. And Nordic Mountain, plenty of snow in Wisconsin. That's always true. Into March, if you want to do a getaway with the kids. Maybe they've never skied. They need lessons. We did that with my grandson, Holden. He learned to ski at Nordic Mountain. Uh, Some of the kids who were snowboarding can also do the tubing. It's really a cool spot. NordicMountain.com. Check it out. 
thanks for tuning in. A little blues talk. And uh, I think, as we've mentioned there, we're going to get to this Fred Lynn interview. I really enjoyed it. A lot of great baseball talk, something we're desperately in need of right now. We'll talk to you soon.